Welcome to episode 29 of The Cadence Beat. I am here with my good friends, Hannah and Ben. How are you guys? Good. How are you? Doing Feels very like it's well. Been- a little while since we've done this, so this is fun. Yeah, it has been a while. Yeah. It's good to be back in the saddle, and let's talk about Cadence. How are things? We have a lot going on, Ben. Do you want to give us a lowdown on everything that's in the hopper? We had our little episode with Shane Perlman from Modern Tribe last week. Talked a little bit about AI, but I know there's lots of other things happening with Cadence, so I'll just tee you up with that. Yeah, certainly. We have multiple teams working on different parts of the cadence products and so while we are working on ai a lot with modern tribe and kind of some of the architecture around how we even do the design library we've just in the last couple months added like 340 now patterns to our design library and then each pattern has three different styles so there's a lot of benefits non-ai related that are coming through that project as well we have blocks pro beta out right now that's going to go live soon and then we're currently looking at potentially two weeks till we release the beta version of block 3.1 which will have the advanced form block the progress bar block it'll have some cool other features involving like how we handle some of the unique ids inside of all of our blocks and then the ability to rename stuff in the list view and things like that And then as we project out some, there's more blocks coming. We're working on a repeater field block for ACF and other plugins that give you Metabox controls. And then an advanced query block that will be filterable and templatable and that kind of thing. So you can create real custom filters and custom templates for query loops inside of WordPress. So that'll be probably the most advanced block we've ever tried to tackle and that's that one is getting exciting in terms of the architecture planning and then as we like even project out even more then there's like advanced navigation block for mega menus and building in your header and things like that and that's just on the like cadence blocks part then of course we're doing stuff with the cadence theme shop kit there's some new ui stuff in shop kit for the admin as well as new features we're looking at releasing inside of shop kit coming up so it feels like typical of cadence there is a lot happening all at once (laughs) all the time and but also it's starting to feel like we're really going to hit our stride in terms of like consistent releases for new features over the second part of the year whereas so much has been on just really big projects it's now moving to like projects that are a little bit more a little bit easier to define and scope and say this is the project and then get that out and release it which is nice because some of the big stuff like let's rewrite the entire way that we code blocks is just so hard to scope and creates yeah yeah, a lot of work so that's exciting from the dev perspective and i think as we move along the stuff with ai is really cool but Just even the stuff with the design library and page templates, like that's just going to be a significant improvement. Like one thing we're doing within that is the ability to search pixels for images that match whatever industry you're in. And that's going to come into our advanced image block and all things like that, where you'll be able to instantly pull from pixels. It'll drop an already optimized image. So where it's like right now, if you're getting into pixels and you download it, then you got to resize it and you got to compress it. We do all that process and you just search, pick and install, which is going to be awesome and mapping that out to work with AI content. It's like, 
You're going to be able to build your own collections, have that automatically replaced in all of the design library. So even the images are really custom to what you're working with. So yeah, really fun. Hannah, the Cadence <laughs> group. I see all of these requests. Hey, when is this going to happen? When's that going to happen? Uh -huh. What do you think? Does this sound pretty good? <laughs> yeah, it's coming. That's the answer. It is coming. It is in the works. I'm excited to hear that we are going to get to a place where things are more level and balanced because Ben, I often worry if you ever sleep. And actually, I know for a fact you don't sleep that much. <laughs> also, I just think that'll be super helpful for the community just knowing okay now this is like a more set structure of when they can expect releases and things like that but it has been a huge year and I think that's a good reminder especially for a community changing the entire way that blocks is written is a huge deal and so it makes sense that things have been delayed and all of that but I'm excited for what's coming yeah and I always want to try to get our roadmaps more like solid and defined as we're looking forward but it's so important to be able to pivot and we have to do it all the time based on what's going on. Yeah. So we got into the design library project and it was like, hey, we're making all these patterns, but we really want like a dark version of all of these patterns. And so we did a pivot where it was like, let's make that something that we can automatically have with every single pattern we make with a click of a button rather than making two versions of every single pattern or three versions of every single pattern that we have to manage and update anytime we want to change anything in those patterns. And so it's stuff like that where it's like, this is a huge thing to pivot because it's going to save so much in the development as well as like instantly give our customers that much more to work with. And so stuff like that happens all the time where I'm like, I think I'm going to be working on this this week. And then it'll be like, hey, you know what? We actually, we talked about this. This seems like a quick win. We got to dive in and just do it now so that this team can keep moving here. And yeah. it's so hard to project out a roadmap that's like really time sensitive because stuff happens and we move. And two yeah. weeks ago, I spent a day of my time trying to figure out why on certain websites, the mobile menu was closing automatically. And eight hours of time, like I spent a whole day doing every kind of test imaginable and following every single event that happens in JavaScript to try to figure this thing out. And in the end, it was a Cloudflare, has a minification mm -hmm. tool, and mm -hmm. they had a bug in it. And they pushed out an update, and that fixed it. And so wow. there was literally, at the end of that whole thing, there was nothing I could do other than to say, it's already fixed. Yeah. But thank you for taking a day <laughs> of my time. So and painful. that is exactly what we have to run into sometimes is I spend... Yeah. We have to spend time to figure out what these issues are because yeah. if it's an issue, we need to fix it. And sometimes it's things like that where it's like uh, someone else pushed out a bug and it, we need to figure out why. Yeah. And it affects yeah. our customers. But foundationally, you made changes to Cadence Blocks. Just the entire foundation of that plugin was rewritten. Now, I've been on dev teams where that doesn't happen, where you just like layer another thing on and then layer another thing on top of that. And you don't do the foundational rewrite. And that's where you get into like software bloat and it can cause so many problems, right? Have you seen that type of situation? And is that why you tried to avoid that? Yeah, especially in software that's moving as quickly as Gutenberg is right now. That's yeah. part of the real trick is that Gutenberg is changing so much all the time. And so that kind of need to like, okay, we got to go back a little bit. Uh, ideally, you don't, 
you shouldn't have to do like a complete let's dig it all up and rebuild it it can be more iterative. Like it can, you can be like, Hey, we're going to do this section first. And they're looking back, like there were wins we could have done throughout that project that would have been like, let's just push this chunk in and make that work. It's still tricky to do with all of the testing and everything like that, but that could have been a bigger win. I ideally we, you don't want to be in a place where like, we need to tear this out and start over, but just given the nature of Gutenberg and the way that core has changed so quickly, and the time at which we wrote and the time and where we are now, that became necessary as we dove into, hey, we want to do more advanced stuff. This is a roadblock for like how optimized we're going to be able to make code in the editor. And so much came down to the editor and not even the front end, which always gets frustrating when you're like, hey, we did all this work, but it doesn't actually improve the front end because like that's not what we we're trying to solve for, trying to solve for the editor. So the structure we have now does have a lot of optimizations for the front end. And gives us a really good place to be like, we can more iteratively update from here a lot easier than we previously could by adding in like <laughs> our whole components library and just rechanging the way that blocks are loaded and saved and presented on the front end. It really does a whole lot of stuff that makes it easier to build on and unlikely that we'll need to do something like that again because Gutenberg is a much more mature product. So we're following a lot of their core structure and then able to just move on from there. Great. Sure, great. And to get mm -hmm. some clarification, because I know there's been some questions. We've talked a little bit about Cadence AI and there's a wait list ready for it. We had Shane on our last podcast to talk about that entire project that Modern Tribe is leading. The Cadence AI project is very separate than what's happening with Block. Yeah. There's two different teams. There's two different yeah. project managers. There's two different, all that. So obviously I jump from team to team, but in general... We have people, including myself, who are working on Blocks 3.1. And at the same time, people, including myself, who are working on AI. And they're different people, obviously the same company, but just different teams. The Modern Tribe team, the team that works on internal projects. And so that team is the team that's helping Cadence right now with a, a number of different things that, that are exciting. Yeah. I'm very excited about it, but it's not slowed down the pace of everything else that's happening within Cadence. And I love to see it because I am excited about some of the things coming. I'm just like so excited that the advanced form block is going to be in Cadence free. And I know a lot of other people who are going to be extremely excited about that too. Can't wait to test that out and start playing mm -hmm. with it. And the design library has been amazing. So I just to tell you the story, because I'm all about the stories, I had to do this presentation about how to build landing pages. Here's my segue. <laughs> had to build landing pages <laughs> with Cadence. And I'm like, I'm going to wait for this design library and do it with that because it's going to be so much easier. And sure enough, it was. I literally, in this demo, like 10 minutes cadence landing page built out with the design library because the design library if you haven't played with it yet has pages in it where you can just like home page all right and you can just pop in your own images and text and it's really super the design library going through each individual section and deciding what i wanted to do it, it made everything so fast so i was really happy to have that as i was building out landing pages so i just keep seeing more and more benefits coming out of the stuff that's mm -hmm. developing but i'm from both teams and i think that's amazing yeah. thank you yeah it's exciting yeah so let's talk about landing pages <laughs> since it's in my head I'd love to <laughs> so what is a landing page what is people talk about landing pages is it just your home page or what's a landing page 
Yeah, Hannah? I feel like the marketer should be the one that answers this. <laughs> yeah. <but I> can... <laughs> it's a leading question. <laughs> I want your guys' perspective because you guys browse the web. Ben, you develop yeah. so that people can design for the web. So I want to get everybody's thought on what's a what is a landing page and what makes it effective. Yeah. Hannah, do you want to take Elena, a, a yeah. Sure. Yes. This I feel like I'm like this is like an essay question. I'm like a landing page <laughs> is <laughs> but it essentially should be a page that tells viewers what they're there for. So if you're selling something, what you're selling, what your mission is, and then you should all it should also be beautiful and engaging and make people want to stay on the site and see what else is going on and it's your like your two second moment to capture somebody or not. So it's a big deal. Should load very quickly. <laughs> I think when I think of landing pages, I just have to go to Donald Miller because he's so ingrained in me. What's your mission? And is your mission obvious on your landing page? If somebody goes yeah. to your website in two seconds. Can they, do they know what you're selling and do they want it? Yeah. I don't know what about you, Ben? A landing page. I often hear about it as different from the home page or different from any other page on your site because it's a page specific to a certain customer that you're trying to land there. So I'm doing an ad for this and I want them to land here. And so I create a custom mm -hmm. landing page. That's not to say that all the rules of like your home page, which is also like a page people land on or whatever, don't apply to your mm -hmm. landing page. But sometimes people create landing pages where there's no nav. It's literally, I want you to just focus on this one thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm not trying to take you to my website as much as I'm trying to get you to go from clicking an ad to purchasing or putting in your email or whatever. And so, like, sometimes you'll build custom landing pages that literally don't have the header and footer and just have a very, I just want to draw you right to this button to do the action. And so then they're coincided with a marketing campaign of some kind it's got a specific intent so the way now the marketer mm -hmm. gets to talk right so yeah there you go <laughs> so you have to meet your customers like, yeah i like that but <laughs> so here's, that. here's the real exactly answer right. you guys are exactly right but it's okay so let's talk about a couple that i was looking at there's spotify and airbnb mm -hmm. So Spotify, the two landing pages I was looking at, and I'm going to link them down below if you're watching on YouTube or if go look at the show notes. Spotify has a landing page that talks all about free and then they have one for premium because people are in different mindsets then, right? So you have to meet your customer mm -hmm. where they're where they're at. If somebody's just, I don't know who hasn't heard of Spotify, but let's imagine this mythical person, somebody who has come out of the forest, Rip Van Winkle, and is, I think I'd like to listen to music on this thing. And they look at Spotify free, very simple website, get started, listen. But then once they are in the mindset of, I would like to drop some cash on it so I don't have to listen to ads. Now, what kind of cash do you want to drop on this? What are the benefits of each tier? What are the things that you're going to get if you drop monthly payment on having Spotify on your phone with no ads? What is all that you're going to get from it and which tier is right for you? So it's like a different mindset. Each customer is a different persona, is a different mindset, is interacting with the brand very differently. 
And then the other one that I looked at was Airbnb. They have their landing page for people like you and me who are like, get me out of here. I want to have an experience. And you go to Airbnb.com and that homepage, that landing page is like, look at all of these experiences. Where do you want to go? And then you can search and get into what you want. But they also have a landing page for hosts. And looking at that is so amazing because they really meet you where you're at because they have this slider that tells you how much money you can make. And they're doing IP deduction and geolocation and saying, okay, you're in this town in Texas, how much money you can make from your house in Texas, because that's where you're coming from. Talk about meeting people where they're at and connecting with them. So if I ever land on that page, obviously I'm searching perhaps for how much money can I get for renting out my son's room who left me? What what can I get for that? I'm not going to rent out your room, Max, really. It's still there for you. Come home. <laughs> but look at how it meets you exactly where you, it was amazing because it's just like this. It's a perfect example of some designer who's looking at this landing page and I want to meet this person exactly where they at. Not only geolocating, but what are they thinking about? And then it's just like, oh, you've got this objection. We've got that handled. And it's just like handling every objection about strangers coming into your home. It's, it was, it's beautiful. If you build landing pages, it's in the show notes. Go look at this page for hosts for Airbnb. It's, it's really good. And there's a lot of things that you can learn from it just by how it's meeting customers, your site visitors, your hosts, where they're at. So I thought that was a really great example. Any any site that you've landed on where it's just, wow, this company knows me. I would say more often than not, I get frustrated by landing pages. Really? Because I don't feel like they know me. Like mm. you do a Google search and I'll like search for the name of the company that I want to find, right? Like I want to get onto your website and I will click the first one because it's just the default, which happens to be an ad because people put ads for their own keywords. And then it will take me to a landing page without a menu driving me. And I'm going to find something out. I typed in your name. I'm not like a potential customer in the sense of I'm looking for a feature. I typed in your name and I'll get on this landing page where I'm like, no, I'm actually looking for information. I'm not like here to commit or whatever. I already have an account, whatever. I actually just want to get to a certain page. And so I always find that like incredibly frustrating when people don't have a nav and on a page mm-hmm. outside of a checkout. I'm like adamantly opposed to like yeah. creating pages without nav. So oftentimes I feel like the ones that <clears throat> are meant to be targeting a certain person's experience, it's so easy to not get that right. And then mm-hmm. you end up with a customer's I back out and go find their actual link in Google because just let me go to the page or I'll manually have to like change the URL because even the logos on those pages don't take me to like their homepage, which is what I want to do. There is a place for squeeze page. They call them in the marketing vernacular a squeeze page because you're trying to reduce the number of decisions that a site visitor could possibly make where you don't have navigation. The biggest example I would say would be like Amazon's checkout. Once you click checkout, it's like, all right, 
let's get to business. You're checking out. We don't want to talk about put adding anything else to the cart. You're not going to go look for discounts. You're not going back to the homepage. You are checking out and we're here to help. So that's mm -hmm. all that's there. So there's a time when you want to reduce the number of decisions that a customer or a site visitor could possibly make yeah. and just get them through that process. But when you're in the initial stages, when somebody when Rip Van Winkle comes out of the forest and says, how do I listen to music? You want to make it extremely simple, but you don't want to take away the exploration of the brand. You want to give them the all of the possibilities to get started and to get started free. You can upsell them later. You just want somebody to just immerse themselves into the experience of your brand. Mm -hmm. And so your website and that landing page better do that. So I can see how that would be like extremely yeah. frustrating, when, especially when you're just getting to know a brand. Yeah. yeah. When I follow Instagram ads, often landing pages, and those are like, I'm not looking for the nav in that experience. I think it's the Google ads that go to a landing page that get me. Yeah. Whereas from Instagram, I don't want to be taken to your homepage if you just showed me a product. Yeah. Or if you just talked about a certain deal, I don't want to be taken to a different page and I have to go find the deal on your site. It's always nice to land on the landing page there because you know, I followed the link, that context, that specific link, you just talked about this specific feature, make sure it's front and center when I get there and want to learn more. I'm trying to think of what Instagram ad I recently just got trapped into. <laughs> I fall for him. Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. I keep seeing Jack Speaking of, and I think of you every time. <laughs> that's funny, yeah. Speaking of sites that keep things front and center, have what you need right there, charitywater.org, they are a nonprofit and I'm like obsessed with what they do, but basically their mission, which is right there on their landing page is to help bring clean and safe water to every person on the planet. And then right there, you need to have to scroll. There's, do you want to give once? Do you want to give monthly? And then how much do you want to give? And it's so easy to do. So if you were like at all inspired to give to charity water, it's not like you're having to search at all. They could not make it easier for you to give. And then there's like this beautiful video of, these beautiful kids in Africa getting clean water and it's like just so inspiring and engaging and it's all you don't even have to scroll at all that's all just like when you open the landing page that's what you get so I feel like they've done an excellent job nice I love it yeah is there what are you looking for when you're researching a product or what elements on a landing page are the things that really draw you in that help you engage and you feel like you got what you came for I love yeah, I always think pricing. I like Sorry, pictures and pricing. <laughs> yeah, totally different. Go ahead. I love pictures. I love like a photo that either is, oh, I want to be there, that person sitting there in that place with that product, or else just like a picture that's inspiring where you're like, that looks amazing. I want to be a part of this. I think for me, images are huge. They like go such a long way versus if people have images that are like clearly stock photos or just poor quality. It's really hard to want to engage with that. The aspirational type of thing that we've talked about before, mm -hmm. where it's something that makes you feel like you want to be a part of, you want to be a part of that picture. You want to, whether if it's charity water, you want to be the one supporting that picture. So there's something mm -hmm. I, something I want that's a part of that. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Cool. And Ben, you mentioned pricing. Uh, yeah. I want to know, I want to see the tears. Don't hide anything from me. I always get frustrated when it's like I can't find it right away or it's just it's hidden like 
It's not going to be something that affects my decision. Let me tell you all the features and all the reasons why and just click the buy button and just click the buy button and there's no, and this is what this will end up costing you or a lot of products that are like just heavy on free trial mm. until you're at the checkout and then it's, oh, by the way, and this is seven days and we're going to go ahead and charge your card and so it's going to cost you this much. I just, yeah, I'm like, give it to me up front. Let me see that right away as I'm looking at your features and stuff because it's just, I don't know. Oh. Yeah, where I want to start. There, there's a lot of subscription services that do that. That where you, you don't know what you're getting. you they're like, oh, and come with us on this journey, and it's all yeah. wonderful and fine. And then it, all of a sudden, it's yeah, no, I don't have four hundred dollars a month for the like, yeah. fun thing. If it was yeah. going to help me yeah. pay my mortgage, maybe I'd do it. But yeah, they you're like adding all of these things to this box, and then all of a sudden, it's stop right in the tracks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think assuming it's Coming in through an ad, like where I've, you've already given me that basic pitch of what it is. Like you've clarified what it is you're offering. Cause otherwise I haven't even clicked on your ad. If you haven't gotten that clarifying thing, but then on that landing page, it's still so critical that you clarify exactly what it is you're offering to me. What are you asking of me? It's here's what we're going to give you. And this is what we're asking of you. And then you can sell me on the, along with that, like the aspirational identity of, I want to be like that person and all the mm -hmm. other stuff, but what problem are you going to solve for me and how much is it going to cost me? Are like the two, <laughs> I need to know those. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And if you have a complicated product or you have a number of different tiers, Canva comes to mind. I looked at their landing page as a part of this project and Canva's got like three major tiers. There's free, there's pro, and then there's teams. But the features, they had they so much text, they hit it all. And it's too much to read. And that almost threw me because I love Canva. It's really easy to use and it's great for like featured images and for YouTube thumbnails and stuff. There's definitely, I know how to use it. I've used the free product, but then their homepage, like almost too much. Don't make me have to work to understand what you're giving me. I'm just going to click pro and trust that what I need is there. I guess deciding between pro and teams is you've got other people you're sharing things with. I guess that's the only determination, but there's a lot of products out there that they try to make their differentiation, their product differentiation, very robust and they tend to overcomplicate things. Any kind of page where you're asking somebody to make a decision, you have to take away the work that they have to do. You have to make it so crystal clear in terms of like how you position your products and how you talk about them so that it's like super clear. It's just like extra people, teams, pro, you get everything. Free, we're going to yes. keep some stuff from you. But don't make me have to read a paragraph or 30 bullet points or something like that. It's just got to be extremely simple. Yeah. And some kind of, we land on landing pages all the time, any way you can make yourself credible when you're making one through right. testimonials and some kind of, hey, featured here and like independent review or whatever, like that stuff goes a long way in just building the confidence of, okay, you've clarified what your offer is. I see the price. And now you've built some trust that makes a really good in my mind, a really good landing page. Of, you haven't overcomplicated anything and right. I'm ready to commit. And making it very easy for people to understand what the future looks like with this product in their hands, in their software toolbox, whatever this product or service is going to be, that the picture of what their life looks like after this 
what they're getting themselves into it just needs to be crystal clear. Clarity, I think, is the biggest thing that you need on a landing page. Make things just so clear. Understand who your audience is, what the problems they are trying to solve. Help them understand very clearly how you're solving those problems. And then, boom, call to action, right? Big flashy mm -hmm. yep. button. Exactly. Yeah. And it makes it easy. Don't overcomplicate. All right, cool. We have a lot coming down the pike for our cadence. Thank you guys yeah. for so much for listening in. So much exciting stuff happening. If you're part of the Facebook group, thank you for watching us. And if you are not, come on, join us. Lots of fun stuff happening in there. And we will see you on the next episode of the Cadence Beat. Thanks so much.